Hello, and welcome back to Black Summit's Market Commentary Podcast, where we explore current market dynamics and forces shaping global economic, geopolitical, and financial developments. My name is Eleni, and this is Ethan. Welcome back. For today's podcast, we will be talking about index funds, ETFs, and mutual funds. We will discuss what they are, their differences, and lay out examples of them. I was discussing with a friend the other day about his retirement aspirations which naturally led us to discuss what he's already invested in. Most of his investments are directly in the S&P 500 index, which is a pretty common long-term strategy for people looking to generate some kind of returns without having to watch the markets every day. I gave him the idea of investing into exchange-traded funds, or ETFs. He asked me what the difference was between an index fund and an ETF. On paper, they're pretty similar. Both are a selection of stocks matching specific criteria, and both are publicly traded. You're right. There are so many different routes you can take to invest, and it can be hard to know what's best for you, and if you should take part in a little bit of everything or just focus on a certain type of investment. Before I ask how you answered him, I should mention that our compliance guy told me I had to mention that nothing we're talking about here should be considered individualized investment advice, and that our discussion of individual security is not to be considered a recommendation. This discussion is for educational purposes only. Now, that that's out of the way, how did you go about explaining it to him? So, say you have $5,000 and you don't know what to invest it into. You don't have enough time to keep up all the industries you want to put your investment towards. You want to diversify your investments, but building up your money into exact proportions is problematic as security prices can get expensive. Like for example, one share of Amazon costs nearly $3,600. And who knows if the individual stocks you invested into are going to do well in the long run. Companies go bankrupt all the time. Yes, and that's where the stock market funds can come in handy. These funds are baskets of stocks selected by professional investment managers. They can trade on exchanges just like other securities. They usually have share prices and a stock ticker, but instead of trading shares of a given company, you're buying some small portion of an investment professional's portfolio. Exactly. Mutual funds are an example of this. They are a group of assets picked out by a portfolio manager, which usually match some investment theme. You would purchase a share of the mutual fund, and the manager would use that money to buy various groups of assets. The prices of the grouped securities are reflected in the cost per share of the mutual fund. If the assets in a fund do well one day, the fund's price goes up in proportion to the percentage of ownership the fund puts towards the assets. Investors in a mutual fund also receive any interest or dividend payments from the assets invested in proportion to the percentage of money invested into each security. The price of one share of a mutual fund is calculated based on the net asset value, or NAV, which they divide by the total number of shares in the market. Portfolio managers can buy and sell assets as they so choose according to the defining principles of the fund, called a prospectus. Some mutual funds are actively managed, meaning they have analysts and asset managers assigned to the fund 
to make decisions for the money in the fund. Other mutual funds are passively managed, meaning they replicate an index developed by one of the major analyst firms, like Standard & Poor's or MSCI. Of course, portfolio managers don't work for free. Every fund has fees built into their purchase. Passive funds tend to have lower fees because they require less management overhead to run. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs, are a relatively new type of fund. They are very similar to mutual funds, but instead of the management company offering the shares directly to clients, an ETF is only traded on the open market. For example, the ETF iShares Global Timber and Forestry, with the ticker symbol WOOD, only invests in companies related to the lumber industry. They will invest in paper companies, timber companies, and owners and managers of timber, Timberland Real Estate. Another ETF that I've heard a lot about is iPay. This ETF is based off of electronic payments, which are really making a mark recently. The portfolio for this ETF includes companies like Square, PayPal, and Visa. Other ETFs may invest in the, into the bonds market. Say you have investments in American bonds, but you want to diversify them internationally. The Vanguard Total International Bond ETF, ticker symbol BMDX, is an example of an ETF which invests primarily in international bonds. If you are interested in investing with a certain goal or in a specific industry, there will most likely be an ETF for it, where experts have already done the research and choose the companies that fit the goal to invest in, like high dividend funds or a fund that specifically includes semiconductor companies. If you can't choose which basket you want to put your eggs in, then put a few eggs in a lot of baskets. That way, if one basket spills, you've only lost a few eggs. Some mutual funds and ETFs fall into the category of index funds. These funds invest into a predetermined list of assets within a particular segment of the market called indexes. The most well-known index is the Standard & Poor's 500 Stock Market Index, or S&P 500. This list is comprised of the 500 largest companies that are listed on the major stock exchanges in the U.S. The committee chooses the 500, 500 stocks based on various measurements like its market cap and liquidity. You can invest in these indexes by purchasing an index fund. These come in the form of both mutual and ETFs. Since they invest according to an index, these funds are almost always passively managed and typically have low fees. Hopefully we've helped you understand more about ETFs, mutual funds, and index funds. Absolutely. Now for the miscellaneous minute. We want to end our podcast with some fun and unrelated news happening in our area or in the world. The biggest stage in sports, the Olympics, has been taking place for over a week now, and I've been watching a lot of it. How about you? Yes, I have been watching a lot of the Olympics, and I even have been getting up extra early to watch some of the events live because Tokyo is 11 hours ahead of us in Kentucky. I made sure to be up super early to watch the women's gymnastics team final, which was full of ups and downs, and I was so happy to see the USA team take second place. It was very well-deserved. They're taking home a silver medal.
wow, that's commitment to wake up that early in the morning to watch the Olympics. I'm not that into the Olympics, but I've seen some other sports competing. Uh, for example, skateboarding. It was fun watching the skateboarders' personalities come out as they attempted a difficult trick. One of the Americans for the men's competition was doing high point level tricks while he was jamming to some music on his AirPods. He's 20 years old and ended up winning bronze. The gold medalist was from Japan who happened to live eight miles from the track. Wow, that's awesome. One thing that I really love about these Olympics is just seeing how touching it is for these athletes to win these medals. Um, Jacoby from Alaska, just when they were panning to all of her watch parties from Alaska, she's the first Alaskan swimmer to qualify, only 17 years old, and takes home the gold medal. Like That was such a cool moment. That gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Wow. Yeah, another thing that kept going through my mind was how many people younger than me were competing. There were some Olympians who were as, as young as 12 years old. A 13-year-old from Japan won gold in the women's street competition for skateboarding. It's crazy. It's... It really is crazy. I'm just so happy to see these athletes accomplishing something at such young an age. And I even saw that one of the Russian gymnasts would not have qualified last year because she would have been too young and then was a major key role in helping her team win the gold the other day. And she would not even have been here if the Olympics were in 2020. It's crazy how it works out that way. Wow. All right, come back next Friday to learn more. This concludes the Market Commentary with Black Summit. To learn more or get in touch, visit our website, blacksummitfg.com or our Facebook page, Black Summit Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. The views mentioned do not reflect the views or opinions of Black Summit FG. Clients of Black Summit Financial Group may maintain positions in securities discussed in this podcast. We do not recommend any securities or options mentioned, nor is this a research report or investment advice.